Things change from one generation to the next. Attitudes, politics, technology, even lifestyles. But when it comes to business, there's one thing every generation has in common. The pursuit of excellence. Welcome to Generation Excellence. A conversation with next-gen leaders of family businesses who are working to preserve the past and innovate the future. And now, here's the host of Generation Excellence and a third-generation business owner himself, Jamie Michelson. Jamie? This was a treat. I got to spend an hour talking to Mike Hart, CEO of Hart, Inc., a full-service advertising agency with offices in Toledo and Columbus, Ohio. Did we talk about the specifics of the advertising business? Barely. Did we talk about company history, culture, people, and leadership in a way that is relevant to anyone working in a closely held organization? You better believe it. Mike Hart shares some excellent insights about connecting with clients and his team and his family. He's also honest about the challenges he faces disconnecting. I do thank you for taking the time to connect with this podcast, and please enjoy the 26th episode of Generation Excellence. I know I did. Mike Hart, welcome to Generation Excellence. I again, I really appreciate you taking the the time to to leap in and do this and add add to this discussion. We first got introduced, I think it was someone in the four A's that connected us, even though we're not that far apart geographically and in the business. And very glad that happened. And haven't been the best of correspondence, but. When we met, appreciate it. I think you told me about. I mean, you have one of those family business stories as a generational advertising agency, where you know you're involved in the business, but 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 some some tragedy in in that as it regards your father. But what is? Tell me about the just go back to like the founding of the agency, and I I know there's something you've written involving a washer and dryer. So I have to understand what the (laughs) heck that's all about. Yeah, you know, we um so we uh, we celebrated our fiftieth um uh, half a dozen years ago or so, and we kind of relived that with a video we did. But my dad Tom uh, started our agency back in the mid '60s, and as story has it, and unfortunately I lost him twenty two. It'll be twenty three years ago this summer at a super young age. I was thirty seven. He was sixty two, and mm-hmm. um and and there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss him because we yeah. were we had a we were very blessed with a uh, Irish father and son relationship with, I think, one fight in the 16 or 17 years we worked together. And it was over, I bought a copy machine and forgot to tell him and he got mm-hmm. mad. Um, but um, so he, um, he was teaching uh, retail advertising at the University of Toledo and working in his family business, selling shoes okay. and, and doing advertising on the side um, and dabbling. And one of the old agency drawing boards and he went to my mom and said i think i made a few more bucks on the side than i did working for aunt and uncle um i'm going to give this a go and god bless my mom with four little rug rats running around the house on strathmore uh you've got my blessing go for it and he started it back in 1965 that's pretty great yeah and, and it's a, a great entrepreneurial story and what uh i mean did he start with a client or a, a spate of clients or what kind of was the, the you know the, the, the ability to found it so he dabbled in a little bit of politics a little bit of political consulting okay. and I, ironically um dave white um a retail car car dealer in toledo dave white senior who was my dad's age 84 just passed a few weeks ago his dad was one of my dad's original clients 
Oh. Um, so it was a, a Chevy dealership and, um, and, uh, they were a client of ours for a long time. I'm still friends. I was friends with Mr. White, friends with his son, David, his son, David, and I serve on a, a board of a bank here in town. And, um, and so, um, it really was, um, Dave White Chevrolet it was then Jim White Chevrolet that, that was, I mm -hmm. think the launching pad that got him into business. In fact, he bought a, uh, SS Camaro with four. <laughs> little kids and brought <laughs> yeah, it home convertible by the way. <laughs> mr white suggested he buy that and brought it home my mother about killed him but it was uh, <laughs> i wish i wish we still had that car <laughs> sure so uh, yeah so it was a, she a chevy dealership that kind of made it happen and and what what would you say is kind of your earliest memory of the business the ad agency like either being dragged into the office or stuff you brought home or yeah, I um, I lo I love going to work with my dad. I mean, when I was a kid, I just loved mm -hmm. being around the office. I was always that kid that enjoyed the the business of business, and so I was always uh, when I was a little boy, I would just love riding along with him, right, and go sit in the office and and not for the the interest in advertising business, but the interest of business. And so right. I was always happy, kind of hanging out with my dad at the office. I was, I think, of there's four of us. There's four kids. Um, I'm number two of the four, but I was always the one that was the guy that just, uh, I think it was partly just enjoying being with my dad. Sure. And, and, but I always loved going to the office. So when I was a little kid, I just would kind of tag along. Oh, you know, he, back yeah. in those days, there was a couple of cocktails over the lunch hour and at, you know, 13, that probably wasn't appropriate, but I, I'd enjoy going in and hanging out even on a Saturday when, you know, yep. you go to work cause you didn't have the internet and all that stuff. And so at a very early age. And do you, were you then some, were you always driven to, I'm going to join this business or were you pursuing something else? I don't recall from when we first met because. Yeah. Last thing, last plans on earth were to join <laughs> a, the family business. Um, um, so when I joined that, I was number six. So this wasn't this massive empire that we were going to jump into, but um, I studied, I was a selling and sales um, major. Um, and, um, I wanted to sell stuff and I had okay. a job offer offer with the Paps Brewing Company because mm -hmm. I was a beer representative at Bowling Green. I may have shared that story with you. Yeah. And, and I had an opportunity with Libby Glass and I was, I was, uh, we won't share with you my GPA, but I, I can share with you my entrepreneurial spirit in college. <laughs> and, and I told my dad, I wanted to sell something. I actually sold for um, a catering company and there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind that. My dad said selling tangibles are not nearly as difficult as selling an idea and you can appreciate it jamie doing what you do no that's great that the the concept of selling the invisible is such a great point yeah he was a and ahead of his time he, on that and he was so right and um so i had lunch with one of my other dutch uncles david schnorf a lawyer and asked for his advice and he told me not to go to work for my father and okay. this is one of my dad's best friends i should go to law school i would be a great trial lawyer and um um that's the advice he gave me. And I went back that day and told him what Mr. Schnorf, his dear friend, told me and told my dad I was coming to work for him uh, <laughs> because I, I, I knew I would never get through law school. I had a hard enough time getting through undergrad. So, um, <laughs> but at the time, I really that my passion was not advertising. And he was so right about selling the invisible. And he died pretty young. And I'm glad I, uh, I joined him because hopefully I've been able to carry it on for him. And, and I mean, you got 
kind of within your agency, this, this, this mantra, this saying, every day greater. What's the story behind that? Is that, is that something that comes from your father? That's your own invention? What's that all about? That's, that started with our brand team. And I sign a lot of my emails that way. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's a, it's a part of um, our brand. It's part of our culture. It's a part of me and it's a part of who, who we are. And it's, um, um, it's, it's, it's really kind of a challenge to our staff to say, it's not about yesterday, but it's yeah. about tomorrow. Right. Right. And, um, you know, that again, I mean, we can smile at each other when we have these conversations because we're only as good as our, our last piece of strategy, as good as our last idea. And, um, you know, if we're having a tough day, we're having a good day. We have a good win. I'll often share that with my team. I, I think that's one of the best things our teams come up with. I can't own that one, but I'm very proud of it. Sure. No, that's one of the great things about this business is other people come up with ideas and you can help champion them or find which ones are the good ones, or as you said, maybe sell them. Uh, yep. And then, so you talk about that car dealer is, is kind of foundational. And then as, as you got involved in the business, like what was kind of a, an early account win tied to some relationships you had, or that, that you still tell stories about that was kind of seminal for your early days in the biz. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you one that was probably more um, inspirational to who we are today was the, the account that made us who we are was a savings and loan. Okay. And when we, when we got together and chatted, there was a savings and loan in Toledo that my, we were not only the agency for, but my dad was actually the spokesperson for. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I joined him in 83. And uh, February 1st, 1991, not that I remember the date, I'll hold it dear till the day that I, I leave this earth, uh, the Resolution Trust Corp came in and took over that account. And uh, it was back in the old savings and loan sure. crisis days. Yeah. And when I joined my dad in 83, they were 85% of our business. And when they um, were taken over by the Resolution Trust Corp, they were almost 40% of our business. And it was the same year that I got married. It'll be 30 years this year. And uh, we almost didn't make it. So um, I'll never forget that time. And we've been selling. We've had some good years and some bad years, but we've been selling ever since. So the, the impression that that account left in me um, was um, how important not only taking care of our customers is, but taking care of continuing to develop new business. And yeah. Jamie, we've talked about that as well, because you can't live and die by a customer. Right. And we almost died by one, and it was no fault of our own, but in our industry, that can happen. So I will more um, live by what almost happened to us by a customer that was great to us for years, um, but one customer almost took us out, and I'll never let that happen and it's, to the and, best and, of my ability. And, and you know, one of the consistent things about doing this podcast on generational businesses is, I mean, all started, everything starts small to become something bigger, but there's oftentimes that point of near extinction or something really dramatic. And I think coming through that, you know, then you can start talking about resilience and all those kinds of things, because it starts to be woven into the place. Uh, is there, you know, I kind of have structured this, like the idea of looking back in the early days of a business and then looking out further on the horizon and, and, you know, we're recording in early 2021, 2020 was one heck of a year. There are enough podcasts that are, you know, devoted to just COVID and that sort of 
I don't want to say short term because it's it's an incredible period of time, but what are you kind of looking out as like the next milestone for your agency that that has you kind of excited? So we just presented our our three year plan to the agency and okay. um, some of the stuff are, are you know a little bit private to us, but yeah. I think you're going to laugh when I tell you this. But you know for what's top of mind for me personally is I get this way at the start of every new year. But in our business, we're so people centric. And the next milestone for me is always the next year, right? Right. And especially coming off of COVID. The last year, which, yes. Which was, you know, we don't have to live that time and time again. But I look at it with a fresh slate January 1st. No piece of business in our industry is guaranteed. Um, we're very heavy people populated. So most of our overhead is tied up in people in space. And you know, 2020 was a tough year for a lot of businesses, ours included. Um, but we also had some great success. But when, um, for me, every year starts over with something new and fresh. And, and when, I, when I start on January 1st, even though certainly we have some recurring revenue like you guys do, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's zero sales. X yeah. amount of X amount of overhead. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, we're starting again. We're starting in a hole. Let's wear. Yeah. Right. We're, we're the, and, a little bit of an anchor. So why why a, why a three year? I mean, you talk about the importance of the year ahead. Why a three year plan? Uh, well, it used to be five. Um, mm -hmm. You know, last year it was three months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're looking at ninety days, but we're um, business is changing so dramatically. Yeah. And um, so I don't think we can look much further out than, than three years on, on a horizon. Well, I do think, I, I so agree with you. Last year was a either three months or three hours or three minutes or so short-termism. And just talking to people like you and other clients who are now able to plan a little bit further out, that's just, right. it creates a it's positive energy of talking to people who are able to look a little further out. Uh, yep. You know, and then- uh, and now it, it, you know, with your business and you said, you know, starting from a foundation of, okay, I put law school aside. So the law, so really being like a student of business and a lover of business, what are you, and a business that's really fast changing, what are you looking at for yourself, but also for the business on trying where areas for improvement or trying to get better at, or, or that you see some opportunity in? So, um, I, you know, I tell our gang that we all have room for improvement and, you know, like we just talked about with the speed of industry changing, um, there's always something new to learn. We, mm -hmm. we tell our, our staff, they have 36 hours of time because we keep time. Like I'm sure you guys yep, do time. Sheets they can spend on, on, yep. On training every year. So don't worry about your time sheets, 36 hours to train. And so, but what I'm, what I'm trying to improve on personally versus yeah. my staff is learning to disconnect a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I, um, I have a tendency to send emails at silly times of the day, um, the week. Well, you can ask any one of the people on our team and they love it when they see an email from me at 4 a.m. or maybe Sunday afternoon. Okay. And it's just who I am. And I'm trying to learn to give myself a little bit of space to disconnect. And I don't do that to be disrespectful. My happy um, time by myself is in the morning. I'm a morning guy. Sure, me too. I'm at night, at nighttime, I'm just I'm 
you know, I find my little space in the corner and I'm, I'm, you can just ask my bride. I, uh, I hit the wall pretty early. Uh, I use that. Now that I've often. got, yeah. now that I've got the new clicker for the fireplace, it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, um, I'm, tr I'm trying to give my space to disconnect or, or, or at least wait to react a little bit. And, you know, I hit 60 this year. Um, still feel really good, but that's a milestone. And, um, you know, just trying to condition myself to be a little bit more thoughtful. Is, and is part of that learning to disconnect because of then the expectations it sets for the people who are your company and, and they're having to respond either very early or on Sunday or or is it more that's how you do it and, and they can have their boundaries? Yeah, I I um I, I don't, what, what I do for myself is not what I expect out of others. Okay. I mean, um, at all. And I never set those expectations for anybody else, but um, you know, it's just, you got to take a little time to balance sure. your, your, your work in your life. So, you know, what I'm trying to improve at at age 60 is, is a little, little bit of time to balance. So in, in your business with, with family, and you talked about, you know, siblings, so that would be the second generation. Do, are, do you have children that are in the business or looking to be involved in the business? I, I, is there a third generation heart in heart Inc.? So we've got uh, two kids. Our son, Zach, is 28. Okay. And our daughter, Shannon, is 26. And our son, Zach, is a finance major. And our daughter is a strategic communications major. And I told both of them, no time in the business till you're at least working somewhere three years. So you had and, kind of a policy of success yep. elsewhere first. Yep. It, it wasn't public here, but it was public with those two. I wanted them to learn from somebody else besides me. Yeah. And um, so two and a half or three years into Zach's employment, and keep in mind, he's a finance kid. He started at uh, um, a special arm of Merrill Lynch, and he went to a real estate development company. Zach reached out and said, hey, I'd like to talk to you. Hmm. And we, we are, um, my kids, I, as most dads do, I adore hmm. and have a blast with as much with my kids as my dad did with me and, and my siblings. Um, and so we sat down and I went through a very methodical process. First of all, I've got um, an, a great leadership team, but I've got a right-hand guy yep. um, and, and I don't want them to be threatened by, you know, even though he's 28 years old. Um, and so I sat and talked with Mark Polinich, who's my senior VP and COO and said, hey, you know, he's 28 years old, but are you okay with this? He wrote me a beautiful note. I nice. mean, uh, just a magical eight page note that brought me to tears and said, look, you're, and I was 57 or eight at the time. He said, I'm 40. You know, Zach's, you know, this is, this is kind of cool. This could work pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And I was cool with that. And um, a little bit more than I've told a lot of people. And um, then I brought in a consultant out in New York, a woman named Liz Zay that I got through the four A's who I've worked with for four A's. And I said, I need a little um, counseling. So she actually talked to Mark, she talked to Zach, she talked to Shannon, our daughter, she talked to my wife and got a perspective and she brought me a point of view on how we should do this. And, um, and then I actually had her just do 360s on Mark, my right-hand guy, and on Zach, two and a half years in. Couldn't be more happy with how it's going. And so he's, he's uh, uh, lives in Columbus and works out of our Columbus office. He's a uh, I don't know. He's some kind that's, of an account executive. And, that, and I'm really, really pleased and proud of the way it's going. That, I mean, that's fantastic how, I mean, given 
you're joining a smaller, a family business, but earlier years, smaller, growing it, but having, you know, using all of that kind of counsel and advice and, and being open and getting that stuff out there. Because part of doing this podcast is, you know, like Succession on HBO is a popular show. It's highly dramatic, if not, you know, just terrifying if, if other family businesses feel like that's how it is as far as working out continuity, but you've, you've got a real strategic approach to it. I think that sounds great. Well, and I warned him, as you know, cause, and, and anybody else that's done this is, I mean, as soon as you walk through the door um, and I told Shannon this, if the, the decision is ever made by her or by me for her to join, you are looked at differently being the Absolutely. son or daughter of the boss, the minute you walk through that door. And when I walked through the door, 37 years ago as the number six employee, my dad's been gone almost 23 years. I still have people refer to me as Thompson. Uh -huh. right? right. And I, and I know that, and today I'm very proud of it, but when I was, you know, 25 years old, even though I adored my father, right. It was kind of tough, right? Yeah. You're an you adult, want to, you're working. Yeah you, yeah. you want to forge your own path and you want to show everybody you're proud and, you know, a pretty entrepreneurial young man. And, had a lot of opportunities, but you know, today I wear it with pride. But you know, when you're when you're the son or daughter of the boss, it's hard. And I explained that to Zach, and I said, I don't care what you do and how you do it. And I've explained this to Shannon as well, and I've had conversations with others. You're looked on with a jaundiced eye. Silver spoon got it made. Yep. Your dad makes a bunch of money. Look at the cars driving and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, yes. And and a lot of, dude, a, lot of a lot of things presumed and assumed about those individuals. Yes. Now, now I will tell you, and and I'm going down this. And so, and your and your father, you know, from the Mad Men era, started a company called Hard Inc. So you also have the name, yeah. everything. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, COVID, as hard as it was, was the best thing that happened to our relationship. Not that we were anywhere great, because he said, "You you always make it look easy." Hmm. Um. I had breakfast with a young man who told me the same thing. And I, and I've led him into the TP really soon, really early. I show him financials, let him know yep. what's going on through good and through bad. And he said, my God, this is hard. Um, you know, Mark, my COO knows that Angie, my VP of finance knows that, but Zach's a dad. This is really hard, right? Especially in a COVID year. Yes. And so you celebrate little victories you celebrate wins and, you know, you celebrate if you make 20 bucks and, and March when, you know, you're just <laughs> yeah. trying to keep your head above water. Yep. And so it's, it's been a blessing to have a next generation here, let alone a good team around me when it was a really challenging year. So, I mean, yeah, very, yeah. very nice compliment to you though, which, cause I, I mean, as a fan of sport, I'm so much enamored of those athletes that make it look easy, but you know how hard they work to do that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're kind of a treat to watch. Well, that, that, that's, that, that's exciting to know that that is sort of part of the business and, and having gone through that myself in a circuitous route to being involved in our family business, I, I know that it did help for people who work there and other clients to, you know, to be, to look for that kind of connection yep. that'll continue to happen. Uh, so you said you you know so what is something as a family business you're dealing with right now? Um, 
you know, people is always a challenge, mm-hmm. right? And it's um, it's recruiting, um, it's making sure they're happy. Um, you know, one of the biggest challenges, in fact, I thought about this a couple of days ago, and I'm sure, Jamie, you're dealing with it too, but the mental health challenges around yeah. this last year have been monumental um, for, um, there's not a week that goes by that I'm not talking to one of our gang about some very personal issues, right? It's This has been hard on all yep. of us. Put aside the financial and the business and and all the stuff that we deal with as, as businessmen and women who lead companies, I mean, just the real challenges that our, our mental health are really frightening for well, this generation. I mean, people get into this business, and it's always been characterized as a younger person's business. And I do believe they get into it, and they, they like those connections with their coworkers and that bouncing off each other of ideas and, and uh, the energy that comes from that. And they, if you know, they're working remotely, there's some nice things from working remotely, but they miss, yeah, they miss it. And yeah. you talked about your 36 hours of training. I think about how we've used some of that time. We had a session, you know, called, I think it was love something, you know, very much from an advisor on some exercises that can be done meditatively, I guess, or in that spirit we did, you know, where people are using their learning time to be things that are a little bit less career-based and more on how to kind of keep grounded. Um, yeah, no, it's, it, yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it's a worry. And what are the, what are the scars going to be both for people who got an illness and carry something with them or just from all of the time lost or the disconnects? Yeah. It's interesting times. I pray to God we get to the other side of it. Yeah. I mean, I do see hope on the other side and, and I also Me too. think, you know, a lot of people who get in this business got some, uh, I mean, you talk about what have you done for me lately, but they also, they got some fight in them usually. And, and uh, we'll, we'll see what we make out, out of it. How, how would you describe your leadership style? So, you know, you shared with me, that might be a question. And I said to one of our young PR people, uh, people, Kelly Hancock, who's been with me for a long time. I said, that's hard for me to answer. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, and one thing I've, I think I've come to appreciate with you is you're a pretty humble guy, and I'd like to believe I am too. And I said, Kelly, I said, do me a favor. I said, I'm, I think I'm going to get asked this question. <laughs> I said, I want you to answer it for me. And I said, I'm going to tell you if I agree or disagree, because I said, I, I'm, I don't want to be, um, you know, boastful in any way. And I want to tell you what Kelly said about me, and I was very proud of what she said, and it felt pretty good to me. So she said, I, I was raised to be a hard worker, which is true. My dad yeah. gave me advice at 10 years old. Um, and that's a long story, but, you know, work harder than the guy next to you mm-hmm. and you'll do okay because I'll go back to the GPA story. I'm not going to live by my grades. And and that that was literally ingrained in me at a young age. Um, so I am pretty hands-on. Um, and I know, I know what's going on around the business um, yep. at this stage of the game, even though I don't micromanage. Um, I, I do have a, an amazing team here, and I trust them to do good work. Um, but I like to know what's going on without being over-involved. So I'd say I'm an involved leader who gives my team respect and the space to do the jobs. Nice. And yeah, and I and I think that describes me pretty well. So I get in the way, but not too much in the way. Well, I I think also I guess I would add. I mean, one of the attributes or qualities I look for a really respect in people are people who are prepared 
I mean, there's nothing worse in this business than you go to a meeting with some people and your team's not prepared. It is, that yeah. is, that is a flop sweat moment, you know? And, uh, you know, even just having the questions, talking to someone else, the work you've done on talking with your third generation. I mean, that, that you, you certainly do the preparation. So you talked about working on learning to disconnect. If you're a little more successful at that, which gives you a little bit of time, what other, what do you, what do you do for fun outside the business? So um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you might laugh at this, but I'm, I made a promise and I haven't done it yet. I'm trying to learn to play the piano. Okay. I don't, I don't know how to play any musical instruments at all. My wife bought me a keyboard and if she listens to this, I'm in deep trouble because it's been sitting in my basement for three years untouched, but I do want to learn how to play the piano awesome. and I enjoy, I enjoy golf. I'm an average golfer, but it's, I enjoy being with people. And that sure. was one thing this last summer that we could still do yeah, and, and do reasonably well. Um, so, um, and I'm trying to make a little bit more of a conscientious effort to, to read, um, like many men and sorry, I hope that doesn't sound the wrong way. I think we get a little distracted when we read. I'm mm -hmm. one of those guys that does, but I'm trying to focus on reading a little bit more, um, just to learn and not just read for reading's sake. I picked up a book when we were out of town a month ago and it was a book that wasn't on our industry. It was just a book that was interesting to me. And so I'm trying to do a little bit more reading instead of sitting in the, the chair with the fireplace clicker and, you know, watching some two hand, show on those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got the other click. I'm sure you got the other yeah. clicker sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. you know, I, I, I like to read a lot and I found last year, the I mean, many things were different, but because of just stresses, whatever, I was having trouble reading books and staying in them, but I could read other stuff that was shorter or quicker news articles yeah. things and i'm i'm thankful that some healing or some hope is is letting me read books again because it's it's a joy and like to lose that was kind of scary i mean one thought was okay find a better book that's more engrossing but it was it wasn't <laughs> it was it was me not the books uh kind of load load stuff up on the kindle uh, you, you know, on, on your site, you've got this thing, the, the obviously great leadership team, but you also have this sort of board of advisors. And I think you mentioned the woman who's helped with some of the, the, the things in structuring, you're thinking about generational things. How long have you been like very open and kind of posting that or had that concept of the board of advisors for yourself? Um, 1992. Oh, Okay. We put it on our site a year or so ago. Okay, so it's been um, right. Yeah, but we um, there's a um, the some of the stuff that I'm so open about with the you know the family business and the learnings. There's a there's a, a group at the University of Toledo that's called the Family Business. It's now called the Privately Held Business because mm -hmm. there's so much more than family businesses. Right. Yeah, I yeah. was on that I was on that board for six years, and um, in 1990. I read a book by a guy named Leon Danko, D-A-N-C-O. And so you read a book. It's, it's yeah, it's it's <laughs> ancient years old called Outside Advisors in the Family Business. I saw one on um, Amazon recently, but they're they're hard to come by because this is really old. It's a okay. real simple read. Sure. And my my dad was alive and I took it to him. We used to have this little joint uh, in Toledo called the Bungalow, a little place we'd go have a dinner and a couple of drinks together. And I said, Hey dad, 
read this book. Now, mind you, I'd been here, you know, half a dozen years, was probably 30 years old. And I said, I think it's a great concept. We should uh, create an outside advisory board. I won't tell you the language that he used, <laughs> but he said, outside advisory board, we're not having. I don't need to read the book. I probably wrote it. And he handed the book back to me and we finished our drinks and went on. Fast forward quickly to 91, the savings and loan story. Ah. February 1st, he said, buddy, do you have that book? And in early 92, we were sitting in a similar dinner place and we pulled out two napkins and wrote five names on a napkin. And four of the five names were the same and the board was formed. That's awesome. And, and we did not. Um, Still have one of the napkins? Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Well, we had, and he died in 98, so six years later, they were a godsend to me. Yeah. And uh, one of the board members literally retired from the board that has been here almost that entire time. I had a call with them last week, just added a new fantastic board. But three of the four board members are, are really quality people from our industry. One guy just retired from Fifth Third in Toledo, and he's a little bit older than I am. He's 61 years old and a rock star guy. And I'm blessed to have him. And we pay him a little bit of money, but, mm -hmm. you know, they, they keep me, um, you know, on task accountability yeah still part of yeah. The, right? yeah yeah so really really lucky to have them really we're all accountable to somebody or somebody yeah. and i i'm on a i'm in an executive peer group people from other businesses so it's and have been for many many years through good times and bad and 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 so much also watching how they interact with each other and they deal with their issues has been instructive let alone my being able to put issues on the table and be yeah. able to talk about sometimes some things that were family related. I think it's it's in, invaluable. Yeah, you probably should write the the modern version of of that book. Yeah, with a photo of the the cocktail napkin included in the in there. The chairman of, of the board is uh, is my bride of thirty years, and she's a preschool teacher. So she really, she, I mean, she really, in all seriousness, has been a blessing to me in our business. Sure. But she doesn't metal in our business but she knows when something's up and she's got a wonderful intuition about people she's been a great mother and a great wife and but she's been there for me along the way and so very lucky to have her too my my wife to uh tutors and teaches some math and anytime i get into talking to her about business stuff she she always she really helps me with i mean i don't yeah. do it enough and yeah now I've gotten smart enough when she says all these things, I go, could you write that down before I forget? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I look at it and go, yeah, pithier than where I was going off emotionally and all of that. Yep. Um, uh, you know, so now you got the board of advisors, which not a new construct, but 20, almost 30 years. What is, uh, last couple of questions, but what's like a really good idea for running either the business or serving clients or growing the business that you've, implemented recently hmm. the the best thing i did was um hire a consultant and look myself in the mirror and say we've met the enemy it is i and build a better team around me and mm -hmm. let go of a few things and it's a real long story that goes back a decade but sometimes you got to recognize your strengths and you got to recognize your weaknesses and so I, I mentioned my COO, but he left the business and I recruited him back and hired some continued better leadership. And 
sometimes you just got to know what you're good at and know what you're not. And that's really hard for guys like you and me and, and, and women like you and me that, you know, sometimes just can't get out of your own way. So from doing that and learning from that, like what's something then would be an added piece of advice you would give to Zach just as, as you kind of think about no, his growth? Well, don't, don't, he is not me. Right. It's like, I'm not Mark. Right. Like I'm not Randy, our creative director, and I'm not Angie, our VP of finance. So recognize your strengths Yep. and then encircle yourself with people that complement your yeah. weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes when you think you're Superman, um, you don't do that and you try and do it all. And right. I've no. learned that I've, as you get more mature, um, I think you learn that. Oh, that happens? Okay. Yeah. Well, well, my wife doesn't agree with the word mature because <laughs> she said t- being a preschool teacher, um, she thinks I am one that's one of her. that age in maturity. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, as I gain in uh, age, um, I've learned a few things that I probably didn't quite appreciate when I was 30. Yeah, that's no, great. I mean, there is some wisdom and yeah. re- I, I, I know I have some kryptonite, so and, yeah. I, and 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 I got a guitar over there that was my daughter's that I dabbled with trying because I can't play an instrument either, trying to teach it myself and that hasn't gone very I'm gonna well. Play, I want to play Christmas songs. If I sing them, they will shoot me. But I want to play Christmas play them on songs. the keyboard. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. want to do it. But I I, I got to spend some time learning. <laughs> that, that'll be nice. So I mean, you know, closing one that I've asked everybody that I've had on on the Generation Excellence podcast is what's the most fulfilling thing for you about this generational business that you've been a part of for most of your adult life? Um, My dad, losing my dad so young, I'm glad that I joined him because I, and this isn't about me, but, but yeah, I think if I didn't, it wouldn't be here. Right. Right. And, um, and I don't mean that arrogantly, no, no. but I, 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 and I don't mean to get spiritual. And I think God put me here for a reason because mm-hmm. at, you know, 62 years old and him being at me being at 37, I mean, there wasn't that many people around and this place wouldn't be here. Right. And it, you get to a point in business. I mean, our business is very fickle. You know that because yeah. we've talked about it. Right. And it takes about five client calls for heart to be gone tomorrow. Right. Um, but, um, I'm, I'm, I feel so blessed to be able to have such a great group of people that, that are both clients and employees that we can impact their lives. And that, that fulfills me every day, yeah, even though great. some days are harder than others. So I feel very blessed by that. Uh, you, are, you are blessed. That's well said. I, I, I yeah. There are hard days. I mostly love this business too. And, and the idea that you, know, you play your role and that it can continue on and some other people are going to be able to do some neat. And I even hope to your phrase, you know, the greater days for those people. Yeah. Uh, pretty great. Anything I forgot to touch on in the, in the, the evolving story of, of Heart Inc. Uh, you know, there's one question you sent to me and I found, you said any advice she give to your kids or something along that line. I found notes that I sent to both of my kids oh. when they went, went to their first day of work. Okay. And their first jobs, they're starting yeah, their working. first, very okay. first jobs. And I sent them notes and, um, and they're, they're good advice for anybody at any time. And I said, make sure to be early and don't leave right when the day ends, check with your <laughs> boss and see if he or she needs anything. Make sure your boss or bosses look great. Be loyal to him or her 
and never go over their head or behind their back. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Be helpful to others in the office, to everyone. Show initiative and all the work you, you do. You want them talking about you and saying, hey, we made the right hire. Always look for training and education whenever you can. Read the trade journals. That's not what I'm doing very well, but do it. Um, if you make a mistake, tell your boss. We all make mistakes. Bosses don't like surprises. Be open, friendly, and helpful to everyone. Don't talk neg negatively about the company or its people. Listen and take notes. You have to be genuine to succeed. Look at me. You don't have to be the smartest guy on the block. I love you. Have a great day. I, I love it. Thank you for sharing that. I, my, my kids who are roughly the same age as, as yours always make these comments like snail mail, paper, why are you sending right. me this article, whatever. And then tell about the few, you know, the notes that I send at, at different times that they've kept. So that's, that's great. I don't know if that's we're dads, we're, da we're dads yep, first, we're dads. And, but that's really good, solid advice. And it sounds so much like words of wisdom and guidance that were given to me by people early in, in, in my career. And that, uh, I know, and, 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 and some of those things in remote work working where people kind of can't see each other the same way are harder to live on both sides of the equation as, 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 you know, more junior or more senior people, but hopefully we get back there more normal. Well, thanks again, Mike, from your office in Toledo, Ohio, and <laughs> offices in Columbus that I'm you know, newer to knowing about at Hard Inc. You've got, a, you've got a great personal and business story, and I'm glad I've got to know you over the years and want to keep talking to you and uh, look forward to the reaction that this podcast gets in the, uh, the world of content. Thanks for asking. All right, see you, brother. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to Sam Daly, Eric Head, and Joel Bienenfeld at SMZ for helping make Generation Excellence, well, excellent. Until next time, I'm Jamie Michelson. <laughs>